Isn't it good to be in God's house? When was the last time that you felt like just walking out of life situations? When was the last time that you, maybe perhaps it was your job, maybe your marriage, maybe a a situation of life, and you're thinking, one more thing happens, I'm walking out of this job, I'm walking out of this marriage. You know, you're, you're tired of waiting. Now, how many of you would agree that we spend a lot of time waiting on things? Let me see your hands. Just waiting on things, okay? How many of you are like me that you don't want to wait on anything? <laughs> I don't want to wait on anything. You know, I want patience and I want it right now. Come on, somebody. I mean, we don't want to wait on anything, okay? Uh, matter of fact, uh, we just don't like to wait. Uh, this past week, my wife and I had a, you know, a uh, t- couple different times. We were visiting our, my family members up in uh, Brookville and coming back that I-70. Anybody been on the I-70? Some of you that live up there know that, boy, that traffic can be this, you know, and, and we got caught in that traffic. And I said, ah, oh, I hate waiting. I just hate waiting. But you know what? <clears throat> There's blessings when we wait on God. And we're going to be talking about that this morning, that when we're waiting on God, there's blessings that God has for you. Now, some of you have been believing God for certain things, and that hasn't come to fruition yet. But I want to say to you this morning that God knows exactly where you are, and God is moving in your life. And because you're waiting, being patiently waiting for God to move, blessings are going to come your way. Would you bow your heads with me this morning? Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this is the day that you've made. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. And Lord, we ask today that you would help us to understand your timing. Everything is beautiful in your time. And help us, Lord, Lord, to learn to wait on you and the things that we're going through in life. Give us that favor, we pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Now, few things make us more irritable than having to wait. How many of you know you go to the doctor's office, you have to wait? uh, Many times you go to Kroger's or Walmart, you have to wait. Uh, It just seems like there's waiting lines. Everywhere you turn around, you're you're in the waiting room, waiting at King's Island to ride a ride or whatever it is. There's waiting, you know, waiting. But we don't like waiting. Can I get a witness this morning? We don't like to wait on anything, okay? So, but technology... Technology, which has speeded up everything in our world, has made us more accustomed to things fast. And because of that, so technology has actually made us more impatient, I want to say. In other words, because we can get things so fast, it's made us impatient. So far more impatient than I would say a farmer maybe 100 years ago because, or, or even, even 50 years ago or 20 years ago. Yet waiting is an important part of our lives, and we do so much of it. So we're going to talk about that this morning, and it's an important part of our character development. In the time that we're waiting, although we're waiting, God is doing something in us. God is doing something in our character, okay? There are some things that we only learn in waiting, okay, that we can learn no other way. But while we're waiting, we learn that. Now, would you agree that every child has to learn the difference between no and not yet? Somebody say amen. And they're not the same, are they, okay? But but an immature child doesn't know the difference between no and not yet, now, have you, how many of you ever seen a child throw a temper tantrum? Let me see your hand. You know, they just kick them feet or whatever it may be, and we laugh about that, but how many of you know sometimes we do the same thing? 
We have our little temper tantrums, and God is trying to say to us, I need you to wait upon me because I'm building character in your life. I'm doing something inside of you. So our inability to wait is the cause of many problems in our lives. See, we get in a hurry. Our inability to delay gratification is the cause of all debt. And I want to say that again. Write this down. This is good. Our inability to delay gratification is the cause of all debt. You say, explain that, Pastor. It's the cause of all debt, the inability to wait until you can afford it. See, sometimes we, we, you know, and that's a problem that we have in America today. You buy it on the credit card, you you get in debt. That's why America is over $18 trillion in debt, okay? It's because we don't want to wait. So many social problems, even diseases, come from the inability to delay sexual gratification until marriage. You know, I know I might be meddling now, but let me tell you, you know, God, there's a reason why we need to wait. Somebody say amen. And so many other problems really come from this issue. I want it. I want it. I want it. And I want it now. And that's the feelings that we have. And it causes broken hearts. It causes a lot of problems. Uh, Have you ever been in a hurry when God wasn't in a hurry? Okay. That's the most frustrating thing of all. It's when we're in a hurry and God's not. Let me tell you something. God's not in a hurry. Somebody say amen. He knows exactly what he's going to do. He knows exactly when he's going to do it. And his timing is always right. So when you're in God's waiting room, everybody say God's waiting room. Say it again, God's waiting room. You can rush your kids, but let me tell you something, you cannot rush God. You're in that waiting room for a purpose. God has you there. And although it may be frustrating to you and frustrating to this flesh, Because this flesh wants it now, and it wants it right now. It doesn't want to wait. But God says, as you're waiting in my waiting room, I'm going to give you the things that you really need, and I'm going to build some character in your lives. You're waiting for God to give you a job opportunity. You're waiting on God for an answer to prayer. You're you're waiting for clarification. Maybe you're waiting for direction this morning and you're waiting for God to remove a pain or, or to heal a relationship. And you go, uh, you know, I, I don't get this. I pray and nothing happens. And this thing we call delay. Everybody say delay. It's that delay thing. We just, oh, we don't like that. Let, 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 me, let me give you a scripture this morning that, that, that I believe that you need to see. One of, the, one of my favorite of the Old Testament scriptures and it's found in Isaiah 40, 31. Isaiah 40, 31. That's in your, it's in your outline. If not, you can turn there. Isaiah 40, 31 in the New Living uh, Version, and le- New Life Version. Let, let me just read that. It says, even very young men get tired and become weak, and strong men trip and fall. But they that wait upon the Lord, notice this, Those that wait upon the Lord will get new strength. Everybody say new strength. So right there's a blessing right there. That when we wait upon the Lord, we get that new strength. We get that extra spring in our step. We get that extra strength that we need. They will rise up with wings. Oh, notice this. Like eagles. They will run and not get tired. Anybody get tired lately? Let me see your hand. I'll tell you what. Sometimes I walk up them steps. I get tired. Come on, somebody. Wow. You know. But it says, they will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. Now, remember, no is not 
not yet, okay? No is, is not not yet. Why does God delay things in our lives? And there's many times I've went to the Lord, Lord, I, I don't understand what's going on. Why, what's going on? Why are you saying? When clearly he can answer every prayer instantly just like that. When God's, you know, we, we prayed it, bingo, he could answer it just like that. We know he can. If you had every prayer answered, you'd be a selfish little brat. Because you'd treat God like a vending machine. Come on, somebody. God, I need this, and pull the trigger, and boom, instantly, there it is. I mean, you know, I mean, you know it'd be almost like you'd be God then, Okay. So you'd be putting yourself in that, okay? And God sometimes has to work on you. He has to work on me. He has to work on you before he works on situations and circumstances and solutions in our lives. Now, there's another scripture in the Bible, uh, Ecclesiastes 3.11. That's in your notes. That may be up on the screen this morning. Uh, Okay, there it is. Okay, I want you to see, see that, okay? I want you to see that because that, and that's, and that's our, our title this morning is Blessings When We Wait on God. And look at this scripture. I like this. I love this scripture. God does everything just right. Everybody say just right. How many of you have missed it along the way? Let me see your hands. How many of you, how many of you just feel like there's been times you've missed something? Well, God doesn't miss it, folks. He does everything just right. I want you to underline that. And help me out. On time. But people can never completely understand what he is doing. Well, duh. <laughs> if you did understand everything God was doing, you'd be God. Come on, somebody. So his ways, help me out again. We've said this before. His ways are higher than our ways. God sees things from a different perspective than what we do. And when we learn that, when we learn, you know, who God is and how God works, you know, God is God and I'm not. We need to understand that. I don't understand what he's doing right now, but God understands and God knows. And sometimes it seems like it's, it's in the 11th hour. And, you, know, let, you know, if I need it at 12 o'clock, it's 11.59 when he gives the answer. I'm saying, Lord, why did you wait so long? You know, you, you, you had me a little nervous. Come on, somebody. So today I want us to look at what you what, what you do when you have to wait on God. What, what do you do? What, 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 what do you do during that time? I want to ask you two questions. Number one, write this down. What do, I, what do I need to remember when I'm in the waiting zone of life? What do I need to remember when I am in the waiting room of life? And what do I need to do when I'm in the waiting room of life? What do I need to remember? What do I need to do? Okay? And, and waiting, notice this, waiting is as much faith as taking the initiative. Now, now I know that that may not seem right, but, but when we wait, when God wants us to wait, there, there's a faith issue there as well, just like anything else, because it takes faith to wait. Somebody say amen. If not, we'll be impatient and we'll, you know, an Ishmael thing. You know, instead of, you know, Isaac was the, 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 the you know, the, the, the blessing that, that God wanted to bring, but Abraham brought about Ishmael. And that's what we do when we get ahead of God, when we begin to do things and we take the initiative. So when we think about that, waiting is as much as faith has taken the initiative. Waiting can be as much as a matter of trust 
as it is risk or any other thing that we do. So I want you to get ready. Get ready. Number one, I want you to write this down. First of all, what do you need to remember when you're waiting on God and what do you need to do? And let me give you five things that you need to remember first, okay? We may not, and if we don't get the other ones in, we'll finish it up next week. But five things, first of all, that you need to remember. You need to remember this. All through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, God says remember. Why does he say remember? Because we forget. We forget what God says. We forget what God told us to do. We forget what God's promises are. We forget who God is. We, we forget how powerful God is. We forget that God can do all things well. We forget that God, God is a God of a miraculous God that he can do anything. And we forget that. We forget that. We try to pull God down on our level. We, we pull God down on our thinking. We pull God down where we are. But let me tell you something. God is God. Somebody say amen. So we need to remember, how many of you forget things? Let me see your hands. Let me just, okay, I'm in the right church. <laughs> definitely somebody said, who was that? That's a good one. I like that. Definitely, yeah, definitely, Hunter, definitely. We forget. We forget. And all we have to do is remember. Everybody say remember. remember. It's like, da, 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 da. Yes, that's it. That's it. Many times I'm in that situation of life, and I'm, I, I, I'm, trying to get, I'm trying to get a hold of things. I'm trying to see things the way God sees things. I'm trying to feel things the way God feels things. I, I, I know that God is God. I'm not, but I'm trying to get where God is. And then I remember. Oh, yes. That's, remember, that's the reason that Joshua 1.8 is so important. We, we learn the word of God. We get God's word in our heart that we will not sin against God and that we can call back to our remembrance. You know, our mind is like a computer and the Holy Spirit can go back in the files there and pull one out. Come on, somebody. Mm. Are you ready? Write this one down. Remember, write this down. Number one, there's a natural delay between planting and harvest time. There's a natural delay between planting and harvesting. This has to do with the laws of sowing and reaping. There's a natural delay between planting and harvest. Now, now we say, well, Doug, I, I knew that. Well, we need to remember that, okay? And, and, and that's the reason that many times, whether it be me or some other person that I bring into this pulpit here, and they, they're preaching, they're teaching, it's like, well, you know, the pastor said that. Yeah, it's in the Bible. That's the reason we say that, to bring back to your remembrance those things that you need to know. Because if we are doing those things, blessings are coming our way. Somebody say amen. amen. So anybody here have a garden this year? Let me see your hand. Did you have a garden? Okay. How many, now let me see your hand one more time. You had a garden. You're not ashamed of it, are you? Okay. All right. You had, okay. Several of you had a garden. Somebody says, oh, I ain't even raising my hand in my garden, you know. <laughs> you know, you had a garden, okay? You planted stuff, you know, you, you know in, in your garden, okay? When you planted a carrot seed, you don't expect to go out the next day and see carrots come on somebody. When you plant, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe tomatoes uh, seeds or whatever those seeds are that you're planting in your garden, you don't go out the next day and dig it up and see if it's growing. You don't do that. You, you know, you let it germinate. You let, you, you, let you, you know, God's law take, a, uh, take effect on that seed that you've planted in the ground. And let me just say this. See, there's seeds that you plant in the ground too. The, 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 the laws of sowing and reaping. Giving it shall be, help me, help me out. Give it unto you. So you're giving something and God 
gives back to you. Given it shall be given unto you. Help me out. Good measure. Press down. Shaking together. Running over. Shall be given to you. Now, that's what the Bible says. I didn't say that. That's what the Bible says. But I believe that. I have practiced that all my life. And God has been there for me all the way. Somebody say amen. amen. Here's the problem. We take shortcuts or we forget. One of the two. I don't, you know, it's one of the two. Either, either we're just, uh, you know, we went to sleep or whatever it may be. But we're not sowing the seed. You cannot expect something that you haven't planted. Somebody say amen. amen. You know, if that's your just wishing and you're hoping. But God, that's not, God's a God of laws. And God's, uh, the law of sowing and reaping is a law that God, you know, at Genesis, I think it's Genesis chapter 8, there'll always be a time of sowing and reaping, you know. There'll always be that as long as the earth remains, the Bible says. So let's look at some sowing and reaping. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes, there is a time for, help me out. Hmm, I love that scripture. There's a time for everything. And a season for every activity under the heaven. How many of you know sometimes we're, it's, it's just, it's, you know, situation of life, it's a season of life. Some of us are in a season of life that are different than somebody else. Can I get a witness? A time to plant and a time to, help me out. You know, there's times that I, it's like, well, you know what, I... I, maybe there's a, you know, a, 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 there, and there are those times where you get busy and I haven't prayed as much as I normally have prayed or I haven't, you know, studied as much as I normally study or I haven't given to God as much as I normally do that week. And you come in, all kinds of things start happening. You think, oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. What's happening? What's happening is things that I've sowed back here, come on, somebody, are coming to fruition because it's timely on that. Somebody say amen. So, so it's like, whoa, whoa, wow. Well, thank you, Lord. You know, it's like, oh, my. I didn't, I didn't feel like, how many of you just felt like you was unworthy? And you know, it's like, you know, it's like, oh, my goodness. You know, I just you know, felt like, you know, putting your head under the sand because you, what, you didn't produce like you thought you should that week or something happened. You got busy and, and you wasn't praying as much as you're praying. And then all of a sudden, all these things are happening. You think, hallelujah. Let me just say this. There's a time for planting. There's a time for reaping. Now, if you can reverse the order, turn that back around. There's sometimes you're praying hard. You're doing everything that you, I mean, you're praying the paint off the wall. Come on, somebody. I mean, you're just praying things, you know, you're just you're believing God. Hallelujah. And moving mountain faith, you know, and all that. And it seemed like ain't nothing happened. I prayed about that. I sought God about that. <laughs> Nothing happened. Well, folks, you've, you've put some seed down. It's what you've done. It takes time. And everything is beautiful, help me out, in its time. God has a timing. You've got to understand you, God has a timing. You say, oh, so I just need to continue. Oh, keep throwing the seed out. Keep throwing the seed out. Keep throwing the seed out. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to plant, a time to harvest, a time to scatter, and a time to gather. This is simply talking about seasons. Everybody say seasons. 
See, you have your different seasons. Now, in, in the wintertime, it's not a time to harvest. It's not a time to sow. I mean, it's in the sense of, you know, it, it's just, you know, but it's a time to cultivate. There's things you can do during that time. Farmers do things during that time. They understand that. And they know that they don't, they don't sow their seed. You know, they know when to sow the seed. They know when to harvest the crop. So there's a season in that. That's my, my point is there's a season. You'll always get the results on what you plant in life in another season. So you're planting in this season, but you're getting something in this season. How many of you know the farmers plant in the spring? Harvest in the fall. And the summer brings the rains and the sunshine and all the things that need to to produce that crop. So many of you planted financial seeds, seeds of services, seeds of sacrifice. And you're not going to have the harvest immediately. You need to understand that. It's not going to come like that. It's not going to come like that. But during that time, that waiting time, that waiting time, God is building character in you. God is building things in your life. And you just need to understand it comes, it comes, it comes, but it comes in another season. Give the Lord a hand clap. Hallelujah. Write this down. Write this down. I reap in a different season than I sow. I reap in a different season than I sow. And during that season of waiting, you, you wait quietly, you wait expectantly, you wait patiently, all in faith. Everybody say, in faith. And I remember that there's a natural delay between planting and harvesting. Number two, write this down. So when I've put in a request, it's not that I'm going to get instant fulfillment. There's always that delay. So you remember that. So number two, remember this. There's an unseen battle going on. There's an unseen battle going on. There's a spiritual warfare going on. A realm that we don't even understand. We don't see it. We don't feel it. But by faith, we know it's going on. Somebody say amen. We can sense it by faith. We can. But in the cosmic heavenlies, There's a spiritual warfare going on and other dimensions between good and evil, between God and Satan, between the angels and demons. There's a battle going on. And the fact is that you're caught right in the middle of it. Somebody say amen. And if you're a child of God, I just want you to know something. Satan don't like you. He wants to mess with you. Hmm. Ephesians 6.12, in your notes, we are not struggling and fighting against human beings. Now, let me just say this. I need to stop right here. This is a very important point. Remember, when things are happening, let me tell you something. You're not fighting against another brother and sister. If you're doing that, you're wrong. You're never right when you're fighting with another brother and sister. Somebody say amen to that. You need to just give that to God, okay? God will take care of that for you. Give it to God. We are not struggling and fighting against human beings, but against evil spiritual forces in the heavenly realm, the rulers, authorities, and powers of darkness. Now, what this verse is saying is that when you send up a prayer, you're praying to God, you send up the prayer, there's often a battle that's going on before you get the answer. Satan, you know, throws his fiery darts. Satan begins to come against you, you know, and, and, and that's the reason we need to take the shield of faith. Everybody say the shield of faith. We hold up the shield of faith because those fiery darts are going to come your way. 
And, and, and the enemy is going to say, I'm telling you, he's going to mess with you. He's going to say, well, God doesn't care about you. God doesn't care about your marriage. God doesn't care about your finances. God doesn't care about your children. I mean, you know, Satan's going to say things like that. So get used to it. It's going to happen. You need to know that. It's going to happen. If it's not happening, there's something, probably something wrong on the other end. You, you need to know that. You have an enemy. And he's going to fight against you. He's going, he's going to throw those little darts. You've know, you got to throw up that shield. You've got to hold that shield up. Everybody say, hold the shield. You've got to hold that shield up because they're coming, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. And, and, and let me just say this. I, I, I want to say this to you. You remember in the Bible, there was a guy by the name of Daniel. And he prayed to God. Now, Daniel was a man that knew God. He knew God. He was one of the wisest men that God had in that day in Babylon. And he knew God. He began to pray. And he sought God. And, you know, and for 21 days. Everybody say 21 days. 21 days he, he sought God and believed in God. And finally the answer came through. Finally God came through. Finally God came through. But when they did... The, the angel said to Daniel, we heard you the first time you prayed. We heard it. And we, you know, we were dispatched to come to give you the answer. We were given you, we're on our way, but there was a battle that we had to fight. You know, you know, in other words, the enemy threw up forces to fight against that. I don't want Daniel to have this because it's going to change the nation. And I'll tell you what, that's exactly what he's doing today with our nation. Come on, somebody. I believe the problems we're having is not with Democrats and Republicans and or whatever it may be. Let me tell you something. The problem is we have an enemy that's trying to pull this nation down. And he'll do anything and everything he can. Let me just tell you something. That's the reason we need to pray for people. We need to pray for them, the Democrats or Republicans. It doesn't matter. We need to pray for those in leadership because the enemy will use every tactic that he can so we're praying, we're believing God, this is what Daniel, but when the answer came, he said, we heard you the first time you prayed. When you first prayed, it came right up to us, and we were dispatched from heaven. The angels come down with the answer to Daniel, but they were caught in the heavenlies, and there was a battle that ensued. Thank God the angels overcome. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, when you think, I've said this before, I want to say it again, there might be someone new that hasn't heard it. When you think about angels and demons, demonic spirits and, and, and angelic spirits, angels are called, demons the other, okay? There's a third of the angels that fail, and they're called demons, okay? And they rebelled against God. But two-thirds didn't rebel against God, so those two-thirds are fighting for us, and we've only got a third fighting against us. Somebody say amen. And I'll tell you what, you give me two good, you give two guys in this, two guys fighting against one guy here, we're, the two's probably... Uh, most doubtly going to win. You know, going to win. Somebody say, going to win. But there may be a battle. There may be a struggle. And that's exactly what happened. So remember, there's an unseen battle going on. Somebody say amen. So when an, answer, when an answer to prayer is delayed, it doesn't mean it's not going to be answered. It's just delay, delayed. And there's some kind of spiritual battle taking place. Number three, write this down. Remember this, God is preparing me for his blessing. God is preparing me, God is preparing you for his blessing. God is preparing us for his blessing. When you have an idea and you ask God to do something in your life, God, God most of the time has a bigger, better idea than what you have. 
unless you've just been really in prayer and you've got the mind of God, and sometimes that happens, but 99% of the time, God knows more about the situation than you'll ever know. Somebody say amen. And like I said, I'll leave that 1% where you might be in prayer and you've got the mind of God in the situation, That's, and that could happen. And usually, he has a better idea, and he's going to have, you know, he's going to have to prepare you to get ready for a bigger and better answer. Somebody say amen. See, God wants to take you to what we call a new level. You'll always face a new devil, but he'll take you to a new level in, in wherever you are. And that's the reason as we process disciples in this church, we need to let you be aware of that, that, you know, it, you're, there's always going to be a battle. You're always going to be fighting, okay? You're always going to be, you know, fighting against uh, uh, the enemy. They're going to be fighting against you. But God takes us to different levels. And he usually, he has to take some time getting you ready, preparing you. Everybody say preparing you. The first thing God wants to do before he answers your prayer for a job, for a mate, for a child, to get married, whatever it may be, okay, he first wants to get you ready because God is more interested in you than he has given you things. Somebody say amen. He's interested in your character, okay? He's interested in you. Let me give you a scripture. Turn, uh, look at 1 Peter 1. I think it's in your notes there. So your character is what he's going to take. To, that's what you're going to take with you to heaven, okay? You know, not what people think you are, but who you really are. You know, who you are in Christ. That's what you're going to take, okay? So 1 Peter 1, there is a wonderful joy ahead that the inevitable prayers uh, to our prayers even though it is necessary for you to endure many trials for a while, that includes the delays. Everybody say the delays. Okay. Even though it's necessary for you to endure many trials for a while, these troubles. Everybody say these troubles. You need to just underline that, okay? Test your faith. The troubles that you're going through right now, test your faith. They test your faith. And here's why. To show that it is strong and pure just as fire tests and purifies gold and your faith is more precious to God than mere gold. Somebody say amen. So, some of you are going through the fire right now. Keep going because God's with you and the promises of God's on your side. You're going to make it to the other side. Somebody say amen. You're going to make it through this thing. Let me tell you something. Here, here's what I know. Here's what I know is, you know, of my time... Uh, you, you know, as a min, been in ministry since 1971. Here's what I know. You know, there's times that God will take you uh, uh, under the mountain. He'll take you over the mountain. He'll take you around the mountain. Sometimes he takes you through the mountain. And there's sometimes he says, remove the mountain. But sometimes you've got to go through it. Somebody say amen. amen. And that means that, you know, on your part, it might look like, God, you know, what, what's going on here? God says, I'm going to take care of you. In other words, he needs to work on us. That's the time that God is working on us. So you don't want to stay there, but you you keep walking. You keep going. And and God is preparing you. You you might want to write this down. Waiting is always a test. Waiting is always a test. When you're praying for something in your life, and it hasn't happened. Everybody say, hasn't happened. And you're in that, what we call delay time, delay zone. And, and, and you're in that season between your, the harvest 
you know, and, 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 the, and the sowing. You're still sowing. Waiting is always a test. Now, I tell you, honestly, I never enjoyed tests of any kind. Somebody say amen. amen. I had to go to the right state, when I, you know, take a test, and I'm like, I don't know. Hey, you know, you, you, you get all these butterflies. Come on, somebody. You know, I've had to have tests of my doctorate. It's like, oh, you know, it's like, you know, you, you, know, you, you, you know, it's like, oh, oh. You, you know, we don't like that. But let me tell you something. In that, in that, in that, that's when you really begin to mature and grow as a person and your character begins to shine. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, if you want to stay where you are, you keep doing what you're doing. You're going to keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to go to a new level, what you're going to do, you're going to ask God. You're going to trust God. You're going to go through this thing. And God's going to get you to the other side. And God's going to show you his power. God's going to show you his presence. Somebody say amen. Turn to Romans 8, 24. Romans 8, 24. Romans chapter 8, verse 24. Romans 8, 24. Now, as you're turning there, it, it tests your character. It tests your trust. It tests your faith. It tests your endurance. It tests all kinds of things in your life. So waiting is a test. I want you to know that, okay? In, in Romans chapter 8, and I love this in the message. I'm reading this from the Message Bible. might read a little different, but, it's, it, you know, this is what the Message Bible would say. Waiting does not diminish us in any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant mother. Oh, boy, that'll preach right there, won't it? You better say amen, Joe, real quick. Here it is. We are enlarged in the waiting. We don't see what is enlarging us. But the longer we wait, the larger we become, just like a pregnant woman. That's funny right there. The longer we wait, the larger we become, and the more joyful our expectancy. Meanwhile, when we get tired in the waiting, God's Spirit is right alongside helping us along. If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He, the Holy Spirit, everybody say He, the Holy Spirit, prays in us for us. That's powerful. I mean, the Holy Spirit's right here. He's in us, and he's for us, and he's praying for us. And there's times I get down, I pray. I, I, I really don't know, you know, how to pray about this. I don't, I don't you know, God, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I, I'm wanting something to happen, but, you know, you know maybe, maybe what I'm praying for, I might get it, and I might not want it. Come on, somebody. But the Holy Spirit knows exactly what I need. So we let, let, let the Spirit help you. He knows us far better than we know ourselves and knows our pregnant condition. See, somebody might say, well, you know, that, that, that doesn't, you, you know, talk about a pregnant woman, that, that, that doesn't, you know, refer to me. Well, no, what about you might be pregnant in your situation of your waiting on God to do something in your life? Now, my wife was pregnant four times. We had four children. God bless us with four great children. 
And she was pregnant four times. And in that ninth month, and that day before she gave birth, my heart just went out to her so much. She was heavy with the baby. She was tired. She was frustrated. Come on, somebody. This is life. This is where she's, all these things, you know. And, and you know, I, you know, and uh, I, uh, I got to go with, in with her a time or two, and, and one in particular, and, 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 you know, I was supposed to be helping her, but I tell you what, I got, you got to watch how you say that when you're helping, you know. I mean, you got to use a little wisdom. Come on, somebody. If you don't, you might get chewed out, you know. Come on, somebody. I mean, you might, you know. I mean, you know. I'm serious. I, I, I got this thing down in, in this Lamaze thing, you know, this thing, going back a few years. You know, I got this thing down pretty good, you know. I, I, I was, you know, so a doctor come over and looked at my notes. Let me see what you got there. <laughs> you're the doctor, I, you know, you're looking at my notes. Oh, okay. So, and, and I was telling the doctor, and, and again, it's just the training. You know, take the training. He won't know about that too. He thought that's pretty good. He thought it was pretty cool. But let me tell you something. Everything I did, it didn't amount to a whole lot. She was still pregnant, and it's still hard. And you've got to use a lot of wisdom in how you say it. I can't say I understand because I don't understand. But I've never been there. Help me out, somebody. Yeah, don't leave me hanging here. And he's like, oh, oh, oh. This is tough stuff, you know. But when the baby comes, oh, my, when the baby, when I saw that baby girl come out, whoa, you know, when I saw those three bouncing baby boys and they come out fighting, come on, somebody. When I saw this, like, yes. And it just seemed like even to my wife, all that pain on her face, I'm looking at all that, you know, it all went away. Come on, somebody. And the joy of the Lord came on her face. Now, so that's what I'm saying. You, you might not be, you know, no, no, you're not, you know, like a, you're not pregnant or nothing like that. But, you know, in the sense that what you're believing God for, you might be pregnant in that sense. Somebody say amen. You follow me? That's a powerful message. He knows us far better than we know ourselves. He's saying, here's what it is. It's like being pregnant. It's the expectancy. And when a woman has a baby, she's expecting that baby. But yet there's pain, there's delay, there's all those things we're talking about here. But yet when it comes, oh, the joy of the Lord. Number four, write this down. Look, got to remember this. Remember, I'm in good company when waiting on God. You say, well, what do you mean by that? Look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 2. Turn there or look in your notes. You know, it says, I'm in good company while I'm waiting. Millions of saints, we're going to be looking at it right here. Millions of saints before you have sat in God's waiting room, you're not alone. They've been there just like you're there. And in fact, if you're in the waiting room right now, you're waiting on a job, you're waiting on an answer, you're waiting in prayer. Millions of saints have sat in that same waiting room that you're in, okay? Look at Hebrews 11, 2. It says this, people who lived in the past became famous because of their faith. And every one of these people had to wait. Everybody say, wait. Say it again, wait. Think of Hannah. Had to wait years to have 
a baby. Think of all of those people in the Bible. We could, we could spend years, you know, and, and, and Joseph, when he had that dream, you know, and God, you know, had the dream. He had the dream. He knew what God was going to do, but look at the years that transpired before it actually come to fruition. And, and, and during that time, he went to prison for uh, something that he really didn't do, falsely accused. Anybody ever been falsely accused? You know how that hurts, you know, and, and here he, he was in that, but God got him through that, okay? What about Moses, 40 years in the wilderness? What about Isaac, 100 years? What about uh, Noah, 120 years, building an ark? And he says, it's going to rain. They said, it's going to rain. What's rain? <laughs> it's never rained before. What's rain? Are you serious? What's that mean? What, well, it's this water that comes from heaven. Water don't come from heaven. It comes up, you know, it's dew. Uh, you, you know, Noah, you don't know what you're talking about. And you built this boat, and the water's, uh, you know, miles and miles and miles away. You're building a boat here. You're a crazy man. And he had to endure all of that. Look at Hebrews 6.15. After waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. But the waiting is the essence to faith. The waiting was the essence to faith. Write this down. Number five. We'll, we'll close on this one. Remember, God always keeps his promise. God always keeps his promise. That's what you need to remember when you're waiting on God because unlike other people, folks, you can count on God. Now, politicians, you know, they may or may not follow through with them. And most times, many times they don't. They, they, they promise things they can't. But let me say this. In the Bible, in that Bible that you have with you today, there's almost 8,000 promises in that Bible there. And they're yea and amen. In other words, God says, I will do the, thus and say, if you do this, I'll do that. I'll do thus and so for you, okay? So what do you do in the waiting room? You don't focus on what you can't do. You know, I don't have the money. I don't have the talent. I don't have the connections. I don't have the opportunity. You don't focus on that. You don't focus on, on, on what you have or you don't have. You focus on what God does have for you. And God says, I'm going to do this. So you focus on that. Some people are focusing on what they don't have. You know, if I just had this, I could do that. Let me tell you something. If you've got God on your side, if God be for you, who can be against you? And God's going to see that you get to that situation in life that you're believing God for. So focus on what God can do through the promises of God in your life. That's what you focus on. I tell you what, there's, there's scriptures in there that I, I, I pull out all the time. You know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In myself, I not, might not be able to do it, but through Christ. Everybody say, through Christ. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. You know, we can have the wisdom of God. God can give you wisdom. God, and you know what? I, I pray for wisdom all the time. God, give me wisdom. You know, and sometimes, you know, you don't have to say a lot. Sometimes, matter of fact, if you just say one or two words of wisdom, everybody's going to turn their heads and look at you. All that stuff was hot air over there. But what he just said, I like what he just said. Because it's wisdom. How many of you believe God can give you wisdom? Favor. All of those things. Habakkuk chapter 2, look at it. Would you turn there? So focus on what God can do through the promises. Promises can help you focus on God, his unlimited ability instead of you and your limited ability. And here's what the Bible says. Anything is possible if you have faith. Anything. So Habakkuk 2, 3 says this. God says, at the time I have decided... My words will come true. 
you can trust what I say about the future. It may take a long time, but keep on waiting. It will happen. Everybody say it will happen. It will happen. It will happen. It may not look like it's going to happen. It may not feel like it's going to happen. Other people may say it's not going to happen. But let me tell you something. God has the last word. And if God says it, that's good enough for me. Somebody say amen. So, so write this down. Write this down. Yeah, as a matter of fact, this is one you might want to put on the refrigerator. God says, my word will come true. You can trust it if I say it. You can trust it if I say it. So that's the reason you need to find something in the word of God. It's going to happen. It may take a long time. Keep on waiting. It's going to happen. Can I get a witness? I want to pray for you this morning because some of you, and we're going to pick it up there next week. I, I want to answer that other question. I answered the first question. It took a long time to answer that question, but that's a question that I answered there. Okay, one of them. You need to remember. Everybody say, I need to remember. Why do you need to remember? Because you forget. Some of these things, I haven't seen anything probably new today that some of you haven't heard before. But let me tell you something. We need to remember that God's bigger than your problem, bigger than where you are in life right now. Bigger than your season of life where you are right now. See, sometimes we, we allow depression, we, we allow things of this world, we allow whatever to get us down. But I'll tell, tell you something, all you have to do is get in the Bible, start reading, start praying, and you're going to go up. Somebody say amen. And you're going to realize who you are in Christ. You're made to sit together in the heavenly places. God has some good things in store for you. And God hasn't brought you this far to, let, you know, to leave you, but he's going to take you right on. To the fulfillment, the fruition of that promise, whatever that is in your life.